0: Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E., with The Eclectic Approach, Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and UpDoc Media. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild, physical therapist
1: at Spear Physio, and uh, Modern Patient Education.
0: Yeah, well, you're not supposed to date podcasts, but we always date podcasts. I don't know if any of my listeners know this uh, because they may may or may not follow me on social media or have seen me live at a course, but I have lots of children and I just... I just caught my fourth baby. So I could be catch baby catching physio on Instagram, uh, but I have six kids, and four of them are girls, and two of them are boys. And uh, the last four I've caught, and the last three I've caught at home. So that is that was just five days ago, as of today. And it's a miracle that I'm actually podcasting right now. But um, Andrew, baby catching physio That's right. Uh, we are natural birth instructors, my wife and I. In addition to being PTs, and that's a little known fact. So, I don't remember if you uh, heard these podcasts, and I blogged about it a couple times before about having wrist pain with kettlebells and chronic wrist pain. And the last belt, the last bout of chronic wrist pain I had, um, maybe three years ago at this point, was around the time of my last uh, child's birth. And previously, before that, I had cortisone injections. And that was after like many, many trials of manual therapy and great treatment from my business partner. And the moral of one of the stories was sometimes you just need a chemical kick. Um, so this time I had, I, had a, uh, I didn't want to have injected because I had a huge cyst and I blogged all about how, how this cyst, uh, I had an MRI and they're like, oh, it's sitting right on your radial nerve. And you know, this image I had in my head was that the cyst had like fangs and it was like, just on my radial nerve. And every time, every time my wrist would snap, I I've said before that, you know, if I was holding my newborn at the time, it was so painful that I felt like I would drop him. Like it was like, I never understood sharp, sharp pain that would like incapacitate you until then. Um, and I, I told that story in one of my courses and one of the PTs who invited me said, Oh, it sounds like you were centrally sensitized because um I was talking about how bad it was, and it was it obviously seemed very emotional because i I even said that I would drop my baby, you know and that that's how bad it was, and I'm like, oh really, I didn't really necessarily think I was centrally sensitized at the time, and it you know it finally just went away, and that was the the other moral like the last time I podcasted about this maybe a couple of years ago was that it took maybe a year to go away. I had to um, stop lifting weights and mostly run. I eventually kind of graded back to lifting weights, but this, this cyst is still there and it never went down. It stopped snapping. And, uh, I was okay with most weightlifting, although I can't do a lot of, you know, loaded wrist extension. Like I can't do, uh, pushups or, um, I can't do front rack squats with a lot of weight with my wrist and extension, but otherwise I've gotten back to, to most of my stuff. And so I have this new baby. And, you know, one of the deals my wife and I have is that she lets me sleep for the majority of the night. And I take the baby after she nurses on and off, you know, and gets as much sleep as she can. At about five in the morning, I try to take him for like two hours. And again, very similar to the last one. I just could not get him to calm down. I don't know if it's just because it's a boy and I'm a boy or what, but the four girls I had, I could, I could hold for hours and they would just sleep peacefully in my arms. So this one, you know, he's basically, I held him for two hours. He maybe cried for about 90% of that. And I held held him in the same way I always do. His head is on my left arm. So you can picture his head sitting on my common extensors. After about an, maybe an hour of intermittent on and off crying and progressively increasing crying, my wrist pain started coming back. And I haven't had it for years. And all I could think was, you know, is it is it just because my you know the weight of his head is on my common extensors? It's affecting my radial nerve. My radial nerve is peripherally sensitized to that pressure. Um, you know, and I, I thought, is he, is he like peripherally sensitizing my common extensors and radial nerve? And after, like, I, I kind of shifted him off of that and I palpated, it's not really tender there. But, you know, you, I, I, I almost found it more fascinating and also highly, <laughs> highly worrisome than anything, but more fascinating than worrisome. My anxiety uh, started to go down after he fell asleep because I th- I thought, you know, I am ne- centrally sensitized. Like this is activating a neurotag. It's like basically bringing me back to late nights of holding my, my other son for literally an hour and 50 minutes of crying. And he would finally fall asleep for like five minutes. And then he would like wake up crying again. And it was such a stressful, like sleep deprived time in my life. And this kind of brought that all back, but it also brought back the pain that I had at that time. I mean, the pain was like a A point five out of ten as opposed to a nine like it was before but i can see this potentially escalating if i kind of do the same things over and over and over again so i I just switched them to the to the other arm and then i started putting them mostly kind of like on my outer upper arm like my tricep uh, between my bicep and tricep where it's a a little bit meatier and i just thought well that could potentially still irritate my radial nerve you know if he's lateral enough Um, but i just thought i should just switch him around more and I, I try to do a lot of mindfulness while, while this is all going on, but man, I just felt, again, I just found it more, more interesting and fascinating than anything that um, this neurotech could be so powerful.
1: Yeah. That's, that's super fascinating in terms of like how, you know, maybe these things can be, be dormant for a little while, but maybe they never truly go ever go all the way away Right, and they can, they can reactivated by by certain things whether it's like emotional or chemical or or contextual like uh, things that kind of that that, that bring it back
0: yeah. you know and it it just reminds me of certain quotes from explain pain or why do i hurt like my pain is worse on monday or i've had patients in the past where i i couldn't reproduce their pain until i had them visualize uh them being at work and actually doing their work activities. Um, So yeah, I mean, pain is fascinating. It's multifactorial. Um, Many times it's easily fixed with the right education and the right home program and the right manual therapies if needed. Uh, And other times it it is actually complex. I mean, don't believe all the things you learn about pain science. It, It is a wonderfully complex thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean... That it isn't rapidly fixed or rapidly resolved with the right treatment in the majority of people.
1: I think it's also a good example where you can cognitively understand under what's going on, but that doesn't necessarily change how you right. feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's also um, I remember Perry Nicholson was on my other podcast, Therapy Insiders, and he said something about when the universe kicks your ass, you have a little bit more empathy for people. And I I feel like every once in a while, after being healthy for like three or four years, you do need to have the universe kick your ass every once in a while to empathize with the patients that you might see day in and day out.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, in terms of sometimes, sometimes you look at as as some of the pain and discomforts we might have off and on as little reminders that we're people too, and we're going to experience things just like everybody else will.
0: All right. So where can people find you, Andrew?
1: I can find me on Twitter and Instagram at spear underscore physio, uh, modernpatienteducation and uh, hopefully blogging
0: a little bit more frequently at modern. All right, doctors Andrew Rothschild, Kyle Coffee, and myself, Doctor Ree, have a new online mentoring program. Our cohort is starting March first, two thousand nineteen. This will be published before that. There are uh, thirty or so seats available at this time. So, check that out. It has all the online Eclectic Approach courses, modern patient education, modern stroke training, and modern manual therapy, along with live cases that we'll be going over of the cohort, research reviews, live presentations on our exclusive Facebook group, and about 30 hours of content. So, make sure you check that out. Uh, I hope to see you at an Eclectic Approach course soon. Definitely subscribe via email to Modern Manual Therapy blog at the manualtherapist.com. So you get exclusive edge mobility system discounts and make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes. So you can subscribe to untold physio stories at untoldphysiostories.com, Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcast, and iTunes. You have a great day.